It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. Select Irish on FM 104. And every week we chat to an artist with the first gig they ever went to. This week we're joined by Mark Kapilis. Hello. How are we, Louise? Very good. Can't be complaining. But tell me, what was the first gig you ever went to? Oh, the first gig that I was lucky enough to go to. I was. I remember I was in the the kitchen of my house, mm-hmm. and my dad and my uncle were teasing me. They were like, "Oh, well, I think we're going to a gig." It starts with O. Oh, what is it? Oasis. So it was Oasis. I was a massive Oasis fan at the time. They were playing in Parky Creeve. I dare not even guess the year because uh, one, I can't remember, and two, I don't want to be showing the age and the year, <laughs> you know yourself. Of course. Um, but yeah, it was in Parky Creeve. I remember distinctly the Prodigy were supporting them as well. Very cool. And it was just awesome. It was so, so cool. We drove down... We camped out in a campsite nearby, um, and I was only a little tot. I was about five or six, maybe. Wow! And uh, I remember when we were leaving, it was very—it was quite hard to breathe. So I got one of the posters, as you did when you were when we chat. I got a poster of the band, and. Uh, I, you know the way, like, you'd have it rolled up. Yeah. I was basically use, using that to breathe through because it was so congested down around my height. I, was, I had the poster up over the, the heads of the people so I could get a bit of oxygen. Oh, wow. There you go. Was that kind of scary? It was a little bit uh, daunting, <laughs> all right. But no, it was good. It was good fact. It didn't put it you off just... gigs anyway. Uh, no, considering <laughs> my profession. Um, yeah, it was it was just awesome, and I can I can still hear you know that beautiful sound when you hear a snare mm-hmm. bouncing off the buildings and the trees and everything nearby coming from a big ass PA, and it's just all singing, and it's just the best sound and feeling ever. So, yeah. Did you share you your go. love of music with your dad then? Yes, it was myself, my dad, my uncle Christy, my brother Chris, and I'm nearly sure it was my cousin Jack as well. Nice. So the Grand Ole Entourage, and we went down and we camped out in Cack, and it was it was deadly. A lot of fun. The Carcolians looked mm-hmm. after us. Mm-hmm. Good. And uh, yeah, it was just. It's just one of those memories that sticks with you because almost, yeah, well, definitely simpler times, but um, especially when you're, like, camping out and stuff, what kind of grounds you, you know? Mm -hmm. At that point, were you doing playing music yourself? Oh, yeah. I was barely talking. I was barely talking. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, you could say, like, so my brother was the one that kind of got me into music himself. My brother and my cousin both play guitar. And my cousin played drums as well. Um, my cousin Colin, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I'll play this, Colin. Uh, thanks for all the headaches. And Chris. Um, but yeah, I used to steal Chris's guitar as I was growing up. Uh, going into, like, he'd be coming home from school and I'd nip in, I'd be in his bedroom playing the guitar. And as soon as I'd see his school bus coming up, I'd, I'd throw the guitar down and I'd get up. And <laughs> and he'd be giving out music. Get in trouble. I'd get in big, big trouble. And accordingly, at that, no. I was in enough trouble in the school. You didn't want to be stirring things. No. No, but yeah, it was it was it was a beautiful time, and Oasis. Whether you love them or you hate them, you can't uh, deny the legacy that they've built and 100%. songwriting. Jesus, that's that. Then we're back in the days when, when you'd hear of an album coming out, you'd be buzzing, and it'd take weeks. And you'd finally go and you'd queue up on HMV and you'd buy the album and you'd, be, you'd put it on the CD player and you'd read the sleeve, you'd look at the artwork, you'd digest the whole thing and then you put it on the game, you know. So yeah. it was, I think it was a time where music was actually valued a lot higher mm-hmm. for many reasons. And uh, it was respected, you know, because... The whole crack of what is it, eighty thousand songs on Spotify a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, music is so 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 accessible now mm-hmm. that too much of a good thing can kind of water it down a little bit. And I, I just think, uh, as a whole, music then was was, uh, yeah, I just think it was paid the respect and attention deserved a bit more. I'm not saying look. And people don't can do that. There's some hardcores out there that mm-hmm. would go about it the same way. And it's also really nice of people to go along to gigs and buy CDs, and mm-hmm. it adds to the, the fan experience, you know. But um, yeah. Do you remember and, the uh, first gig you played? Oh, only kind. I could. Pick from two. One, I remember the first time hearing my own voice coming through a speaker and I nearly fell off a stool. Mm. Um, it was for my brother's 18th birthday, so I would have been 12. And uh, I played Teenage Kicks because that was my party piece nice. at the Christmas gatherings. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just never forget the horror of hearing my own voice <laughs> through a speaker. And he's like, who is that what 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 effect have they got on it? I sound like a child, and then I realised, Christ, I am a child. <laughs> um, so that was a uh, that was yeah. So that when I was when I was twelve, or um, I remember my first school concert. It was the end of school, end of year concert, and uh, a couple of the teachers. Miss O'Mara and Miss Claffy had said to me, Oh Mark, you you'll you'll uh, you'll play a song, will you? I thought, Christ, I couldn't do that. Like because I was playing like sports and 
I just felt like I'd be bullied and get absolutely mm-hmm. um, thrown in the bin. But uh, I ended up doing it, and I still rem- remember to this day the day, like the reception that first he did the performance. That was great crack. And I actually cursed in front of the whole school and none of the teachers could do anything about this class. Oh, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the next day, I remember lots of people going up and saying, oh, you're very good. And, uh, mm. and she's like, oh, wow, so I am allowed to do this. Cool. Gave you a bit of an encouragement. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. it was, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to get a kick in the right direction. So, there you go. The first kick. Christ, you have me, first you have me down memory lane now. <laughs> We're going to go one more time. So what has been the favourite live performance you've ever done? Do you have one? Oh, you did. Um, I'm going to go two again. That's okay. all right. That's allowed, yeah. Uh, first one that comes to mind is actually a Christmas show that I did. So I do some volunteering with, um, with uh, the Care Choir in Bodding Bass in Wicklow whenever I'm in Ireland and um, they are just the most fun loving fun loving criminals mm. they're just amazing people amazing uh, we have such amazing time but this one year we did a Christmas concert with the Garda band Deadly. and I remember walking into the room as we were setting up and I was like uh, what are the tickets for the sold? They're like, oh, it was, it was 350 a day. It was, what? <laughs> because, like, it's a very small little community choir and um, the service users are, like, let's say, we, we, we uh, singing-wise, there are varying uh, levels of ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the crack-wise, it is just through the roof. It is the best, best, best place on earth. And I, I always feel amazing leaving. Like just because it did just put you in such a good mood. Amazing. And this one in particular, the one we did with the other band, I just remember everything clicking and everyone being in such a good mood. Um, and it just, like... It's, 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 it was just what music is and should really be about for me mm-hmm. and it's connection and expression and it was just it was everything I'd wish for it to be you know so amazing. It was, that was that was absolutely amazing and then I suppose the second one would probably be I played in the work club last year um and I'd have to say, like, it was, it was with MCB and it was all sold out and there was lots of friends and family there. There was lots of people I didn't know there mm-hmm. as well, which was also um, amazing. But I remember, in particular, my mom was at the front row of it. And uh, it, was, it was just a really emotion-filled, beautiful night. And my band... Connor Bala and Michael were absolutely on fire mm-hmm. and I was just full of joy full of love and uh, probably the highest energy show I can remember it was amazing amazing 
Amazing. We must mention you've just released the video for All In Your Head, which is off your yeah. EP, Brighter Side of Sorrow. But with that uh, that video, you went back to school with it, didn't you? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, the song itself, All In Your Head, is about kind of being stuck in yesteryear and not wanting to grow up. And uh, I thought, where better to uh, say this than in my old school. Yeah, it was cool. So I spoke to the principal, Maraid, and she was very kind to, to give us the free reign of the place. And because I explained to her what I was doing, she said, yeah, that would be really nice. So we, we myself and Oliver Hegarty, went up and shot, shot the video. And we love it. It's just about being, using the school as an analogy for life and that we're kind of, we're stuck in life, there's ups, there's downs, there's cycles. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all a bit of fun. And funnily enough, there was a cinema day in that same school. So there was like 400 of the children uh, were watching the movie. Oh and we, before it was released, I got to show the kids the oh. movie. And it was just such a full circle moment for me. I was like, here's a song written about like being stuck as a child in my head. Mm. Uh, well, part of part, you know what I mean? So <laughs> stuck in yesterday in your head. Yeah. I did the video in my old school, which felt really poignant and special to me. And now I'm showing it to like 400 kids. Like so many people have walked down those halls, you know, and I, and it, and it really kind of stuck a chord at me. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a really cool and special moment. Yeah, it's really nice. People need to go and check it out as well as the EP, Brighter Side of Sorrow. Mark Kaplis, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much, Louise. Have a fantastic day. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.